Hello, fellow carb lovers of the world. My name is Paolo Española, and you are listening to episode 7 of Hidden Apron Radio. We have made it this far. One more episode to supposedly the magic number 8, where it predicts whether your uh, podcast will survive into the coming year or not. I don't know who came up with the number 8, but hey, no harm in believing, right? Uh, Before we start this episode, I wanted to do a quick plug for an upcoming event of ours that we are partaking in, potentially our last event of the year as we need to take a break to focus on other things like this podcast. Uh, So May 20th, Hidden Apron and a lot of other restaurants will be coming together in a collaborative feast slash party for a cause in a uber fancy, gorgeous mansion in the Upper East Side for an event called Evening in Manila. If you haven't been before, because this has been held, I I believe, three times now, it is uh, a night of partying where a lot of other restaurants, including ourselves, uh, and these are are not small restaurants, by the way. Some of them, like Aquavit, have Michelin stars in their names. Uh, These are rock star restaurants with really creative people manning their kitchens, are presenting a dinner as well as an after party featuring an open bar as a fundraiser for my favorite charity, Advancement of Rural Kids, we just had the founder, Ayesha Veriu, in the last episode. So if you want to enjoy good food, good drinks, gorgeously dressed people, people are already talking about what dresses they're going to buy for this event. This is a big party. I'm understating the, the classiness of this dinner. If you want more details, check out EIM dot event b that's e-v-e-n-t-b-e-e dot com for more details of who the restaurants who are going to be there uh, and who our surprise collaborator in the hidden apron crew here's a hint it's one of the master chef junior finalists of a previous season uh, he'll be cooking with us so to find out who those are and get more deets and get tickets check that site out it's again it's eim.eventb.com Okay, so on to the episode. Uh, today's episode is a conversation with a good friend of ours in our earlier Hidden Apron days before we were called Hidden Apron. That's a story for another day. Uh, but it is an episode where I felt like a complete noob when we were recording just because it covers a topic that still strikes fear into my heart. And that topic is baking. Um, for those who know me, I uh, absolutely cannot stand the thought of baking. It just scares the shit out of me. I I don't care if you say it's the simplest thing in the world. It's just flour, water, eggs, and icing, I suppose. But for some reason, it just intimidates the heck out of me. And so this was a really fun one to record just because the person we're interviewing is a, I, I think, despite only having been baking for three years, one of the most creative ones out there, and, and I really enjoy what she does. So that person, Chelsea White, you might know her on Instagram at Sweets, uh, was actually named by, I believe, Food Network on their Snapchat as the Instagram queen of crazy cookies, but she does so much more than than cookies. If you've seen her, check her out on Instagram. I cannot explain the the craziness of her baked goods. I'm talking cakes that just, they look way too good to have come out of an oven, at least not mine. And so what makes this episode really interesting is she doesn't only talk about baking, but her approach to it is very refreshing. Uh, I actually met her when we were both accountants and she and I started our separate blogs together. We started cooking slash baking and having small time, you know, engagements 
and and events together uh but she really blew up um she's well known in the instagram community here in new york now and so her take on trying to balance baking with a lot of other endeavors in her life whether that's her job her relationships by the way did i mention she runs marathons half marathons iron man competitions so getting her take on how to balance all that together and a very simple uh, non-threatening approach to baking and how it's actually a lot easier of an art form than cooking at least in her eyes so if you're like me and you want to get into baking but it's just always scared you this is a very very good episode to listen to so uh with that said please enjoy this conversation with our good friend chelsea white chelsea white chel sweets welcome to hidden apron radio what? You sound so official. I know because that's what you know. That's that. I'm not even gonna edit that. I'm not even gonna edit that. You could just hop in whenever you feel like. Okay. Hi. Hello. Good to see you again. It's been. When's the last time we cooked together? In tr- like Tribeca or. At, was it that? It's at, that on your website. That picture. Was no? it that? I thought it was the poker night. No, it no? was this one. Last time I saw you all saying about brunch in like Astoria. Yeah, so I was actually looking back before I came here, looking back at our like old pictures of what was the very first thing I remember tasting of yours. It was, do you remember when you came over when we were still in East Village, you made Pop-Tarts. <laughs> that was the very first thing that I remember. They were so ghetto. What are you, what are you talking about? They had we a little... Met, we had brunch and you made shakshuka and... Yeah. And I think I brought, I think it was Yumi and Suja and Abdul. There was a bunch of people. Yeah. It was a, a no, ton it was of people. No, it was just four of us. No, I swear there were more. No, because the one where there was a ton of people was when Tia came and that was for SantaCon. That's when we made um, biscuits and gravy. That SantaCon was fate, a fateful day for me. I fell in a puddle. I don't think I... We separated happened? at that point in time. You yeah. went to like some private like rooftop thing. Or, That's like, bullshit. No, I did not. Thing, and then I went to meet up with my friends and then I got stuck in the no, snow like six I, times and I then I got really like, drunk I and I fell in like puddle. I, I don't know what the hell happened, but I did not enjoy that SantaCon. I did not either. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> We're already off track from the beginning of... It was a terrible... It was my last SantaCon. I never <laughs> wanted to do SantaCon again. Ever since that one, we never did another one. Like, Abdul and I would just swore off it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, since this is kind of recent, it's the first thing we're going to open with, right? Okay. Because Food Network just called you the Instagram queen of crazy cookies. <laughs> I'm, like, with... mildly offended, though, because, like, I bake so many more Th- that's cakes exactly... than cookie. That's... I also haven't made a giant cookie in, like, months. And I because I stopped, because I made, like, 12 giant cookies. And yeah. there weren't any more cookies. I didn't have any more inspiration to make, like, another giant cookie. Like, there was no other yeah, yeah, yeah. version I wanted to make. So, like, they just... It's okay. So that's that's why I was like, wait, but she makes more than cookies. Um, so I guess I guess my question would be, if they called you, you know, the queen of crazy blank, what's like the craziest thing you've made lately, if if besides the cookie? Uh, that's a hard one. I mean, crazy in terms of like decoration or in terms of you, flavor. You you define it crazy in terms of I don't know prep. I think I don't know. It's up to you. In terms of like actual baking, I had to make like eighty ombre cupcakes in a night that I got home from work at nine and that was like the craziest thing I've done in terms of time but in terms of like overall baking I think uh I've been having a lot of fun with colored ganache lately I've been kind of inspired by Catherine Sabbath and all of her like amazing cakes Catherine who? Sabbath who's who's that? I wish I could if I had a phone I would show you um she lives in Australia and she has like amazingly like dripping like neon ganache drips like perfectly frosted she's like a big believer of using um 
that not everything that's a decoration has to be handmade. Like you could use like um, chocolate covered potato chips or like pretzels or like okay. meringues or macaroons. Aren't and, those handmade though? Aren't meringues handmade? Yeah, I mean meringues like she could make herself, but like she just like uses a lot of like she makes cakes like beautiful and not like insanely complicated. Ah. That's like her one of her main tips. Is, is does she have like a blog or like a name? How'd you find she her? She's an uh she has like two hundred fifty thousand followers on Instagram. Ah. Okay. Um and actually I found her because someone was like, Oh, your cakes remind me of Catherine Sabbath. So yeah. I was like, Who is that? And then they showed me and I was like, I love her and then I started like doing more colored ganaches because I really like Oh, so that's why. Okay, yeah, I noticed that. That so was the... like the move towards that because yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like thought they were so pretty. So the craziest thing you made was eighty well, what did you call them? Um, Ombre. It was just like a zillion cupcakes. It, I just had to. Ca- I also had to carry them like two miles. What's ombre? Just like f- color gradient. It wasn't actually crazy. It was what just what like I I feel stressful. like this whole podcast episode it's just gonna be me asking terminology, because <laughs> no. everyone else that I interviewed is like on the cooking side. So I'm like, oh yeah yeah, flambe, cool. <laughs> and now we're That's like, just, okay, like my countertop from here to literally like yeah. the end was all cupcakes. And you had to like, carry that two miles? All cupcakes. Yeah, I stopped at work and then I carried them. In, like, I had one mile to work and then one mile to... I couldn't get in a cab because I was carrying You gotta a talk this box. way, homie. I was carrying a big box that had the... You don't have to include this in the actual podcast, but a big box that had, like, all the cake, cupcake boxes inside of it. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, I got a lot of muscle that day. Okay. I wasn't expect. I, I thought when, when, when you were going to say crazy, I thought you meant, like, the most extravagant, like, 50-ingredient... Five-tier To be very honest, cake. like, I really stick to... I have, like, my basic cake bases that I really like. Yeah. And I stay true to those, and I always use classic American buttercream because I think it tastes best. And I just, like, don't believe in making things too crazy. I don't think baking has to be, like, that complicated. I like to, like, stay true to, like, what I know and what I like. Unless <laughs> I get, like, a very unique order, of course, I'll make, like, something... Like, special. I guess I've been working with fondant, which has been really difficult, but, like, that's, like, a standard in the baking world like it's just but that's strange because your blog says that you're scared i of actually fondant. updated it today I, that, that's i was like wait a minute I'm i used to sure. say i don't work with fondant because it tastes gross and i got asked to make a cake with fondant and i by my boss yeah and i was like okay let's just man up let's try this if yeah. it goes terribly like yeah, yeah yeah so i did it and i found a fondant that isn't doesn't taste amazing, but it doesn't taste bad. There's like Wilson fondant tastes terrible, but I think it's called like satin ice or something, and it uh, it actually tastes okay. For for the noobs out there, including myself, what what is a fondant? Fondant is kind of like a marsh. It's a, like I think it's, if you make it yourself, I think it's marshmallow and like shortening, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like a think of like play doh, but that's edible and that you can cover a cake in. Is it is it just used for decorational purposes then? Yes, I don't think anyone would be like, let me. Make a fondant cake. Yeah, but it's it is edible and like some people enjoy the taste, but not that many. Okay, so you on your website and this correct me because you just updated it. Obviously, you said you've been baking for three years, right? You got the updated version. So I did I'm get so the updated. <laughs> well, I updated it because I wanted to put a picture of me with brown hair, also. Okay, so I was like three years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, that's really if you consider most. Most cooks or, or people who, I guess, are doing something with their culinary skills. I, that's pretty recent, right? Three years isn't that long of a time. So mm-hmm. how did you, origin story, I suppose. How, how did you start? And um, more importantly, why did you start? It's not that exciting of a story. But um, I had never had a kitchen. In college, I lived in my sorority all four years. Mm-hmm. And I had always like enjoyed 
I don't know, like had kind of a creative side and enjoyed baking and I have a big sweet tooth. So when I moved here to New York, I was so excited to have my own kitchen. I started experimenting, but just for fun. Um, and then that like slowly somehow grew into like me making birthday cakes for people at work and then making birthday cakes for other people at work and then just like baking <laughs> in general for like random people. And that, so when, when you say work, that's when we already had met, right? Yep. In the I, okay. I, yeah. So then even before that then, cause you said that you were I in never baked house. until I moved here. But you said you enjoyed baking I, had en- I enjoyed like sweets and things, but like oh. in high school I made like box funfetti cupcakes like yeah. for like my friend's birthday, but like I had never made any, like I didn't, my parents didn't cook or bake, like we ate out almost every night. And So that's strange because, you know, you hear like the stereotypical story on, I don't know, I one of those. Cook- with my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, I remember my parents cooking or I remember my grandmother making this and that. Like if you didn't have that, where did you get, first of all, the sweet tooth maybe or, or what? influence you because you said you didn't grow up here no um I don't know I always I always enjoyed watching like Food Network even when I was like a teenager and uh I don't know I literally think it's that and just like wanting to do something besides just like stare at Excel all day like when I get home (laughs) I need something else and I've always loved Pinterest in college I was like obsessed with Pinterest and I think that for food or Pinterest in general in general, but also like towards food slash baking. So yeah. I think that when I, I had all these ideas floating around, like inspiration, and then when I finally had a chance to like do things, I was just pretty gung ho. Right, but I think the the thing that's a little different though is that you know there's there's got to be something that keeps you baking for three years, right? Because if it was just a, an interest, like oh, I could finally bake, and I and it's not that easy. Like there's all the, the all the it's mess not. you have to clean it takes, up. Takes like it takes three to time. Five hours so there's got to be something that it, there's got to be something that <laughs> made you get over the first couple of times that you're like, oh man, this is actually good. So what is it about baking that you like? Is it the aesthetics? Is it actually serving it to people? It's everything. I think uh, there's well, number one, I I love making things pretty. That's my favorite part. Is decor favorite and most frustrating part is making it pretty because. Mm-hmm. Half the time, it doesn't turn out how I want it to, and I... <laughs> That's a lie, because we haven't seen any of the ugly ones. No. Maybe you just haven't it posted is, it. Looks, it looks fine, but, like, I'll have had some, like, grand idea in my head, and it will turn out differently. It'll still be pretty and fine, but yeah. it's, like, not what uh, I intended. I totally know what you're talking about. So, I, it's still, like, I I still don't think it's, like, a failure, but, it, yeah. like, things definitely don't go the way I plan half the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... But also, it's, like, I get a huge, like, sense of satisfaction. I, like hand-deliver almost all of my cakes yeah and I like love people are so excited their emails are so enthusiastic and they'll be like oh my gosh like I saw this cake or like I tried this cake that my friend had got from you and it was like so delicious I'm so excited for it so it's just like getting to connect with people and um like it's also like like when I do get to actually eat my cakes which is hardly ever it's like satisfying like tasting and being like oh my gosh this is so good I made this and like I'm getting to share this with like my friends or my family and just all of it's gratifying. I also like like being busy. Like I'm a busybody, and I don't want to come home at 7 p.m. after work and like sit on the couch and watch TV. And so like I get to like stand at my counter, you know, like whip something up, yeah. go to bed feeling like satisfied, like I did something today besides like literally staring at Excel. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I nice. think it's it's um. It gives me what do you like call extra... it? It's like a it's a better release than I think. It's very counterintuitive too, because I think some you know. Some people you think, oh, if it's a desk job, you must be so tired. You just want to like yeah, watch but no. TV, but no, it's, it's your a- time. It's your time to do what you want to do, yeah. and you can literally make whatever you want. Well, not really because they're orders, but I can try oh. to get creative <laughs> decorating. And <laughs> wait, let's go. Let's go back to 
the whole like childhood not not having a lot of um you know that home cooked stereotypical story so if that was the case was there anything around you uh in terms of like bakeries or or places you guys ate out where you had those good memories or was it pretty much like bland you don't remember these restaurants well part of it was also like frozen dinners just because like me and my sister did like every sport imaginable so like we weren't home like we would like come home for like an hour between sports practices or like we'd be running from Mm -hmm. one thing to another um and both my parents worked so there just like wasn't yeah time to like do stuff but um my grandma did used to bake she'd make like amazing pies and cookies but like when i was a very like little kid because she like died when i was 11 Mm -hmm. so i but her cookies were like amazing and she made the best pies but i like never tried to like get into that i guess when i was younger yeah is it something that came back to you later on maybe i've never honestly like thought about it but like probably <laughs> this is my grandma my grandma made these massive cookies that were like this big and yeah. they were um peanut butter and she would dip them in like this chocolate fudge and it was the most amazing but my mom would only let us eat like a portion of it because it was literally like the size of my face yeah but it was it's like what's in there right now pretty much pretty much so i don't know maybe this is some like, maybe some... like i like have buried these memories yeah. <laughs> and now they're just like coming out and i, I mean realize. i'm not trying to like make this into like a psychoanalysis <laughs> session right but I, no, but she she was a really amazing baker and cook. She like we would go over there for Thanksgiving. She would cook all day. Yeah, and she everything she made was like delicious. Nice. Okay. She, yeah. So back to three years ago, you this had just been started... a revelation. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we gotta start charging for these podcasts, <laughs> like helping people unearth their food memories. Um, so three years ago, you just started baking. How did you go about doing that? Because if you weren't already baking at a young age you must have started somewhere was it like cookbooks was it blogs like did you just throw flour and water together and just put in the oven and see what happens like how did you start um i think like pinterest i like saw something and i was like i think actually that one of the first things i made was like something called the chocolate glob cookie and it was like a swirled that peanut butter or something negative. and i saw it on um online and i was like i want to make this on pinterest yeah. And so I just, like, followed the recipe and was like, oh, I can do this. Like, this isn't that hard. Like, well, it, it wasn't, like, easy, but um, they turned out, like, really delicious. And I was like, this is so fun. I enjoy this. Did it turn out exactly as it had, as the recipe said? Or, or when you say it turned out, like, it was good, like, it tasted good. Tasted good. They, like, if you were to look on my Instagram literally, like, three years ago or maybe even longer. Yeah. Um, you can see them and it's like the shittiest indoor <laughs> indoor lit picture it's like it looks like orange it's awful oh but, um, the the warm lighting you know yep, what i'm talking about yep, i didn't exactly. even realize that until like a couple months ago and someone warm told me like all your pictures are warm i'm like what does that mean they're like you have the white balance I'm like, what? i really favor towards like cold yeah i have to like dial down my warm all the time Always, yeah. um i feel you i ask i ask whether it it turned out the way the recipe asked because uh i heard like sometimes people when they write recipes they don't test them so I like, don't understand them? that, <laughs> but yeah, I so agree. Like it'll have, taste good because I'm sure like chocolate glob tastes good. Yeah, but I wonder like if it t- you know. I were definitely your think met? that uh, and I'm not saying I've like never I've tried recipes before that, like haven't turned out, um, which is why I'm so loyal to the recipes that I really like. Yeah. Um, it happens. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy this is I like don't want to smash people on this podcast but I've tried like three Martha Stewart recipes that have failed and I like I'm pretty sad about it <laughs> oh no but I'm sure it was well styled in the it studio was beautiful. That was. Yeah. don't worry you're, you're not smashing it's just a uh it's just a uh 
an opinion of yours. I'm but sure anytime I like look up something or like if I'm trying something new and I like researching, yeah. if I come across a Martha Stewart recipe, I'm like, uh-uh. I can't uh-uh. do it. You've already... like, I don't think she tests them. Or she just like is the best and doesn't want anyone else to be the best and like refuses to share. Now that's a much darker <laughs> conspiracy theory. Okay, so you, you started with that recipe, the, the chocolate glob one. Uh, but moving forward, how did you go about practicing baking? You know, when, when people talk about cooking, on the other hand, they'll be like, oh, you should start with this, and then you could learn knife skills, then you learn this. Like, was there any sort of, I don't want to use such a consulting term, but like a framework that you used? Or was it just, hey, I like this recipe, I'm just going to do that? Um. Well, I think I read a lot online and have watched a million YouTube videos so whenever I wanted to make something new or try something new. I would just literally research online and like either watch YouTube videos or like so there are so many blogs out there that have helped, such helpful information. Yeah. Um, but it's not like you said, okay, for this month I'm going to practice just the bases. Then next month I'm going to do icing No, I just something. like, in baking, I feel it's very specific. So you just need to like really, if you have a good recipe, you just need to like really carefully measure your quantities and yeah. things will work out. Because... You, so you brought up the fact that there's so many blogs out there. And the issue isn't so much, at least for me, right? Um, the issue isn't so much, I don't know where to look, but I don't know where to look first. Because there's so much out you there. You have to filter. You have to filter through, yeah. go so, through, So how do you on, go, how do you do that? What? What do you, how, what's your criteria for like, okay, this is something that I will learn from or this is something I can skip. Besides if it's from Martha Stewart or Stewart um, or not. Well, number one, I always go to Sally's Baking Addiction is my favorite baking blog. And she's posted on literally everything from your basic chocolate chip cookie to like lighting tips for taking food photography. So like, yeah. sh- I always go to her blog first or like if she has anything related or she pops up, I always click on her. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think video, like for me, a lot of it's like technique, like frosting a cake smoothly or like tips for making buttercream or like how to pipe like roses. Like if you go online, like there, I think videos, I think I learn by watching others or Mm -hmm. I'm a visual learner. And so I think that YouTube videos are like the, any, any particular YouTube, uh, I don't know. What do you call them? YouTube artists? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't YouTuber. Um, not really. I think that. A lot of the basic stuff is just like very random people that are like a 40 year old in the Midwest who mm-hmm. like is an amazing baker but like is not like well known. So you would you would search the technique so like like you said piping yep. roses or something and then or like learning to pipe a, a rose or like uh, or like for even for baking for the basics I like searched like bake, baking basic baking tips or like mm-hmm. and it's like you should have your eggs at room temperature and if they're not you can put them in a cup or like a bowl of warm water for five minutes and they'll be at room temperature yeah and like those little things like make a big difference and right but the google when you searched whatever it was you searched it was based off of watching someone else first or a cake on pinterest where you're like oh they have roses let me search yep. up oh, okay okay so it, it's not exactly as random as i as we made it sound in the beginning usually like inspiration or but also or it's just like if i um i think i don't know i don't know i'm not going anywhere with that (laughs) okay here's one so it's no secret for for and i'm sure you know this a lot of our friends know it like i i just don't like baking like i cannot i know i see your posts and you're like baking i it's because so here's the thing for you you, if you try to make something super complicated and you try to like make pastry dough and like you're like you're layering or laminating in butter like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fucking complicated it's not gonna happen that easily like well okay I, i'm gonna go back to that later on because i do have a question about whether 
I'm just uh, I'm going about it the wrong way. But I think it's no. You, you yourself said it. Baking is something where you have to be precise and you have to measure everything out. Um, have there been whatever? What have been like Chell Sweet's spectacular failures when it came to baking? I have one just like incredible failure. Which one um, was it? So I've made macarons before, like French macarons. Yeah, and you're, oh, feet. see, and you're saying, oh, don't go complicated. That's like, okay, so like that was one of the things that I was like, um, when I was feeling really ambitious back in the day, I was like, oh, I'm gonna try this, and yeah. they turned out like medium. Like I would say, half of them had good feet, half of them didn't. But it's also hard when you have like a sketchy stove and you don't like oh, you're piping by place? hand. Yeah, yeah. and. Also, like, they're so temperamental with, like, even humidity or, like, the heat of your... I made them in the summer and, like, my kitchen was hot. It was, yeah. like... But, um... So, like, they turned out okay. Um, and so I made them, like, two or three times and I was, like, kind of cocky because they turned out, like, decently. I was, like, I can do this. Yeah. So, in this new apartment, maybe, like, four months ago, five months... Four months ago, because I haven't been here that long, um, I decided to make, like, purple... I don't remember what it was for. Oh, I got a phone cake. <laughs> I got a phone case that had macarons on it, and I wanted yeah. to make uh, take. I wanted to make the photo with yeah, my, and I was like, I can make my own macarons, like <laughs> I'm capable. And I think I used like old, uh, old almond meal. Well, not old, but like I'd had it for a while, yeah. and I, I don't know what happened. I used a different recipe, and I literally weighed all of my ingredients. Like I did everything to the book because I wanted them to just be like amazing. Mm -hmm. And I piped them. When I pulled them out of the oven, it was just like this sheet. They'd all baked together. They were disc. It was like raw, like cooked but raw it was like the saddest thing i've ever and i put sprinkles on top because it was gonna be so cute and they came out and they're just like just like glob and i just like left them on my counter I was like i need to like leave my apartment. what color was this purple do you remember there was this old tv show with like a, a slime monster or something it was a slime monster on my baking tray it was <laughs> disgusting why do you think it happened because you weighed everything out I think my almond meal was old. I think that like messed with the moisture levels of the yeah. egg whites. And also like literally I read a million macaroon recipes because I like really did my research on that. Yeah. The first, back in the day. And they literally talk about how many strokes you need to do a full thing. Like it's just really precise and you really need to like know what consistency you need for the mm -hmm. batter. And I just have no idea. Like I have no concept. Like Would they say like lava and I'm just like there are there's viscous lava there's like like, like I took, even seen lava I took life. volcanoes in college and I don't remember all the terms there's lahars which are mud flows of volcano like I just think whoever that's the, wrote that analogy I, I think the terminology lava is not helpful no but I don't think I could I describe it a better way like no I don't know I think it's just something you learn over time yeah like you, get, you just gotta like um but point being I don't I don't know you just gotta practice it um <laughs> just went terribly that that aside, right? Because there's gotta be there's gotta be a point where you're like, you get over, and maybe I'm asking this a bit selfishly because I haven't gotten over that point. But how how long did it take for you to 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 feel like okay, I can do this confidently? Like if someone asked me, "Oh, bake tomorrow," I could totally do it without any jitters. I don't think I was. I don't think I I was ever. I got to a point where unconfident to confident. I think I was always excited to try new things or make cakes for people. And mm -hmm. I just didn't really think about it that way. Or wait, let me rephrase. Um, so, you know, like if someone asks you to make... Something that I'm scared to make? Not scared to make, but that you're totally unfamiliar with, right? And uh, maybe a type of cake that you're complete... Like imagine someone asks you to do fondants like, I don't know, a year ago when you have not made them, right? Yep. Like... I mean, I think I'm scared. I'm still like not confident in a lot. I'm always learning. I, yeah. There's so much to learn. 
and so many things I haven't done yet. And I think I just try to research properly and mm-hmm. always learning as I go. Is I there... would say I'm like seventy percent confident. Yeah, no, but that's 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 what I'm getting at, right? Is what is the point where you feel like you can at least cook the the, the basics? Ooh. Like, how long did it take you for for you to say, you know it, what, I can? I I think it is more of like a how many times you've made a cake I guess and I think mm. how many times you successfully made a cake I think if you made a cake maybe like two or three times I think you're confident but it's also different with every different flavor you make every different frosting you try every yeah. different like I don't know it's all kind of a blur like I <laughs> there's been a lot of cakes but the base I mean I think it's 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 kind of like yes there's different flavors but the basis of what a cake is is still generally the same would you would you say that i mean it's flour it's sugar and... it's i think it's really more of just finding recipes that you trust yeah yeah and, and that's... so like once you find a good recipe and you've made it a few times and you know it's great and it's gonna work you can like be confident in it what's your standby like for like cake base yeah like of all the flavors or what oh all the flavors my favorite slash like your go-to I my go-to is my chocolate cake which is uh like fluffy and delicious and chocolatey but yeah. like i so often get <clears throat> i get funfetti cake orders all the time because everyone loves funfetti yeah which is fine but it takes me like twice as long to make and like twice as many ingredients as my chocolate cake so why it does makes it take twice as long um you have to make my chocolate cake recipe because it's oil based i can mix it by hand and i really enjoy mixing by hand mm-hmm. i love my KitchenAid though but um my white cake base i have to like it's butter based so that takes like more time in the KitchenAid um it just also has like it makes more batter but you have to like mix in five eggs you're like you pour you put in a little bit of flour you put in a little buttermilk you put in a little flour you put in a little whole milk you add a little vanilla it just like have you tried by hand no you like cannot fluff butter and sugar you can or cream i I have tried why (laughs) why is the right question. Do you have a hand mixer? No, he's bare This is why you can't bake. <laughs> like, you can't make I frosting. Re- I do refused. You... I was like, I'm not getting it again. And I was like, I gotta make this thing you for tomorrow. You can get like a cheap little baby one for... I should, I should. It actually turned out, it actually turned out fine. It like, was I just... kind of, I'm scared. It was like a lot of work. Like, my hands were sore the next day. On a related, on a related note, if, if you had to think of like the 80-20 rule, right? If we had to pick the twenty percent of all the techniques you know that would be responsible for like eighty percent of your success, what would those techniques be? Like, if someone had to learn baking tomorrow, what are those like the very fundamental skills that you're like? If you know this, you're like eighty percent there. I think it really comes down to properly measuring your ingredients. It sounds so dumb, but you'll see people write on recipes in the comment section like, mm-hmm. "Well, I tried this recipe, but like I only used two cups of sugar instead of three, and it turned out terribly. Mm-hmm. Like one star for this." I'm like, "Well, maybe you should make the recipe the way that it's like." I think um, trying to substitute things like if you've been baking for a really long time and you understand how to like put mix in like gluten free flour instead of regular flour or like yeah. make substitutions like that then go for it but if you're like a relatively amateur baker and you're trying to like rework a recipe like it's probably gonna not work out well mm-hmm. so i think that the number one rule is just like if it's a good recipe following the recipe to a t yeah and you'll be successful it really comes down to that it's not yes. like um... that's why everyone think everyone's like oh my gosh like your baking is so great and i'm like i i literally like measure flour and I put and I put it in a, like I'm mixing. No, I think and you're. Then I make you know, it. I, feel like I you're just like I don't think being too modest. No, like I I think that baking is like a precise 
activity, but I don't yeah. think it's like, it can be challenging if you're doing like things all by hand and not using a KitchenAid, <laughs> or if you're literally trying like French techniques, like laminating dough I've never done, and I, yeah. they have like machines that do that, like they, people don't usually what do is that. I'm not even, what is that? Um, so like croissant or like puff pastry, yeah. they make a, a giant batch of dough and they literally lay out like a, a thin pad of butter and then they like fold it, Okay. and then they smooth it and then they put down more butter. What, why, why would you do that? Or what's the... All the, it, it when you keep folding it and you're putting in layer of dough butter, dough butter, and mm -hmm. when the butter melts while you're baking, the water from the butter evaporates and it fluffs up to that beautiful like flaky. Oh, that's what creates the, the air pockets mm -hmm. in them. It makes See? it so delicious. But if you think about all, when you look at a croissant and like the beautiful, all the little like striations, I don't, I don't know what you call them. Like that is like five hundred folds with butter, yeah, over and over. And they have machines that like help you do it, and that's how people do it. Right. I mean, you you can do it by hand, but I think it would. But you think that if if someone were to just like a home cook were just to bake cookies, cakes, brownies, bars, whatever, it really all comes down to just measuring it right. And having a good recipe. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Uh, having is it different because for bread? Because if you even if you measure a a great recipe or a even if you measure perfectly, but it's a poor recipe, it's not gonna turn out. Can you can bread? you tell can you tell if a recipe is bad just by looking at it, um, or you really just have to go for it? I think you know certain things. Like you can know what kind of like fat base you prefer. Like I really don't oh. like using shortening very much mm -hmm. for anything, even though some recipes like it, I think it provides like m more structure. Um, I just don't. I prefer not to use shortening or you can see like basic ratios of like flour, sugar, um, and whatever fat yeah. base is used. And like, yeah, you can't necessarily tell off the bat because like I was just saying my white cake base that I use has five eggs and my chocolate cake base has two eggs. Yeah. So, um, I think to an extent, you could tell if something was like jacked, like if a recipe had like one stick of butter and five eggs, I'd be like mildly questionable. Why? Why is that? Um, just because like usually if you're using butter, you need to cream it with sugar and I just feel like you generally use like two or three sticks of butter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just like my opinion. Okay. No, I mean, I think it's but, one. It's but one. for like my favorite chocolate cake base, um, it uses, uh, only half a cup of oil. So mm -hmm. it's. And that's that's equal equivalent to like one stick of butter. So so there's not like a um, like red flags when you see a recipe. No, and some cake batters are really thin, some are thick. But a good thing to do is read the notes of a recipe, and um, usually people will say, like, by the way, this is going to be very thick, or like this will be very thin. And mm -hmm. if your consistency is like drastically different than that, then that's like a problem. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. I think um, you do at least have it, it all comes down to you just have to try it at least like, yeah i think you just have happen. to experiment and like if you fail you fail and you learn and you move on and yeah the worst that's gonna happen is you used up some flour and and sugar and like you're not using like i don't know a 12 ounce fillet of grass-fed beef <laughs> i'm like trying to compare this to what i know <laughs> so i was asking a while ago about bread is is this different from bread because i was just watching uh some some i forgot what documentary it was but they were doing it with bread and even though bread is just like Flour, flour water. salt, water, maybe some sugar. They had so many variables in there. They were like, oh, if you don't knead it this way, if the heat's not like this, it's going to turn out to be not good bread. Like, is that, is it the same with the other baking styles? Is bread like an outlier? Or maybe it's just this documentary being very poetic about 
how they describe bread. I've only made bread a few times, to be very fair. I, that was like one of the first things that I was like, I'm going to make my own bread. Yeah. And it turned out fine, but um, I wouldn't call myself a bread expert by any means. I've made a lot of biscuits, um, things like that, but I don't know. I've only ever tried like three bread recipes, so I couldn't... That's funny because one of, them was, was, one of them was pan de sal when we yeah. made it for, for our event. Oh my god, I tried... Okay, actually I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I tried one recipe, it did not work. Yeah. And I tried another one and then it did work. Yeah, no. But it was, was so scary. That Speaking of things like not being confident, like that was horrifying because I was in my baby <laughs> kitchen. Yeah. There was a timeline. I like... that. I don't know why we even thought of making you do that because pan de sal, for me, it, one... For Filipinos, it's like the it's like our sliced white bread. Like you can't fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like you can. Well, no, I mean like you, like if someone messes it up, you're like, dude, that's my childhood. You oh. know what I mean? So I don't know what Ricky and I were thinking when we we're like, yeah, we should just choose pandesal. <laughs> She's never made it before. It worked out okay in the it end. It worked out. It was a it was a fun time. Because that, that was also the night you made hollow hollow cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Which I still have pictures of. Um, so we're about halfway, a little over halfway. One last question regarding. Uh, baking going back to something you said earlier about like <laughs> why baking is not for me so I so here's the, here's the thing right when, when I when I talk about cooking I feel like cooking has a very wide margin for error mm-hmm. so if you choose something like your your searing fish that's very delicate sure you, it's probably easy to like mess it up but in general if you're gonna braise something it's hard to mess it up because you're just sitting there and letting it boil and if it's still tough you just wait whereas baking you're saying it's got to be very very exact so would you say baking is harder because of that or is it just my misconception i mean i think it's very like much each of our opinions like i, like, I think i'm terrified of raw meat i never cook oh um, that's that's surprising meat i hate touching raw meat um I'm terrified of like cooking chicken and having it be like raw in the center. Like I don't know when chicken's done. But also because like, I wasn't, I didn't grow up ever watching anyone cook. Like yeah. it's just not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we had like turkey on at Thanksgiving, but like on the like it's just not. A, a, oh, that's I have so no experience. Weird. So um, literally terrified. So like I think that cooking, you can like poison yourself and cook. Like I could make myself like raw chicken and not real. Well, I would realize it, but like. It's yeah. just like much scarier slash uh, to oh, me more man. dangerous and like baking if you like over bake your cookies like shucks they're not chewy but yeah. like life's gonna go on and I think like if you messed up like cookies for tomorrow at work like you can throw yeah. them away but if you're making dinner and like you severely burn mm. something or cook something raw like you're just not gonna get to eat dinner which is sad. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's and very sad. have the opposite I... <laughs> No. So wait so you don't actually cook? No, like look no, at my fridge. No, because I I remember last time you made some, we we had like some something at your place and you cooked for it. I forgot what we it made. Was. I made fried chicken once for um chicken and waffle cupcakes. Yeah. But um that was so traumatic. Really? Yes, it was terrifying. That is this is mind boggling. This I, is new to me. It was like so out of my element and so uncomfortable, and I don't want to do it again. I I feel I wonder like. We should test it out where, like, for one month, all I'm going to do is is take over your Instagram and bake. Like, I mean, obviously, this is never going to happen, but it would be funny if I tried to bake for one month. And I tried to cook for a month. And then you tried to cook and do our dinners. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Um, A lot of people would get food poisoning from (laughs) from me. And a lot of people would be disappointed with the fun. (laughs) I, I, I once had this recipe for cookies, and I... Same thing, like, what you were saying. I put them in. They were perfectly fine. And they were like the simplest recipe that my coworker said, like, just test it out. And when it came out, it like straight up baked together. It looked like a flatbread pizza. 
So I carried this thing to work, and she, all she did was she looked at it, and she just bust out laughing. And I was like, no, I can't do this. Um, okay, moving on. Going a bit of a switch to how people actually know you today, which is through social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it translate from you just cooking in your kitchen to being on Instagram and social? Like, what did you decide that from the get go? Is it just part of like our generation, I suppose, where it's like, oh, it's natural to Instagram, or did you make a conscious like, I'm gonna start baking, but I'm also gonna document this at some point? Um. So what really happened was I. I feel like we need to like. No. It's okay. Um, What really happened was I was baking. I was having fun with it. I was making a lot of cakes, and I wanted to kind of keep track of the recipes I was trying because I was I tried a few and I'd find the ones I really liked, and I didn't want to you know like if you're baking, you're not gonna always remember exactly like what recipe you used, and like I make some modifications to things, Mm. and so I really started my blog because I just wanted to keep track of things, Mm -hmm. Um, and I finally had ended busy season. And was like, I'm going to... For the people who don't know, what is busy season? Busy season is um, when you're in audit and your life ends for like three months because you're <laughs> trying to issue an opinion on a company's financial statements. It's still very financial-driven jargon, which I don't know if people are going to get. But basically, if you're an accountant, you're working long hours. Yes. End of story. But anyway, so you, you just finished busy season. You started this blog. Mm-hmm. And I was like enjoying it. And I think that... I don't remember at what point in time I switched. I just turned my personal um, Instagram into like Chell Sweets. Yeah. Um, and I think it happened maybe like in a few few months after that. And it wasn't like I was, I wasn't like trying to be like I'm gonna bake solely for my Instagram. It was just like oh I baked this. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Yeah. In indoor lighting that's terrible and no one will like. But um, and then I was just kind of doing that and then. I got featured by Infatuation, and then I started, like, grow- my account started growing, and so it kind of tumbled into, like, more and more. Infatuation's uh, Eats, right? Yeah. Or, like... Hashtag eats. eats. Yeah. So when you... Because I actually never... I don't think I've ever asked you when you said, like, it only took one. It you does. weren't kidding. It no. was just Infatuation. Um, I think... I think I had, like, 600 followers just from, like, life. Yeah. And, um... I think from that feature, I got to like over a thousand and I think you just need something to help you get over that initial hurdle. And then if you use hashtags and like you'll eventually get other features or you're making like things that, you know, good content that other right. people like, um, I think you can grow it slowly at surely. What, um, what did they feature? Um, a chocolate chip bagel that I stuffed with Nutella instead of cream cheese. Okay. You cheated. You used Nutella. I, I cheat all the time. That's total, like, anytime you use the, t- the Tella makes the world go round. It does. Um, I only found out a year ago that it's hazelnut. You know when you were speaking of, um, like, 2080, like, another yeah. tip is just, like, use Nutella and, like, life will be good. <laughs> Literally. The next time I serve a steak, it's, it's just going to have, like, a nice little film of Nutella. Um, you, you talked about hashtags. How did you find out which hashtags to use? That's actually funny because when I started doing my pictures, I did not know. And I started, yeah. I think I found Infatuation. I think that's a, a really popular account, especially like people in New York are really aware of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think I just like when they would feature people, I would like click on them or like like them. And then just kind of like you fall down the rabbit hole of seeing like, oh, this account does this. Oh my gosh, this is a really big account and they have great content. I'm going to follow them. Yeah. Oh, this is their hashtag. You know, just like slowly. You'll just really, notice it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're you right. have to dig. It's not, or like you can literally hashtag like, for me, like buttercream, and then you can see like what the popular pictures are, or like yeah. you can scroll through and see something like, oh wow, this is a great baker, you know, like. Do you use any analytics for that? Uh, no, it's just, okay. I do have a um in my notes I have a 
like a set list of hashtags that I use. However, since I don't have my phone anymore, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we keep coming back to but the I'll re- I'll rebuild it. Phone it's is fine. gone. I think I use like New New Fork City. Um, I, I think it was like feed, feed 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 at fifty two um buttercream desserts serious eats yeah. tasting table tasting um, table yeah i forgot about that one eating for the insta i usually just like push things and then like f and then all that like all the feed yeah soul. because it's the ones that you've used yep. them before yeah that, when, when, I, when they put that new feature out i was like oh this is such a yeah it helps a lot so i just like literally because t- i and then i click on things the food beast yeah oh food i haven't beast is big. i haven't used that one um do you have any like social media pet peeves like when you see other people's content is there something that ticks you off um i follow some really big accounts and i hate when people post like skinny tea shit or like what's skinny tea like oh my god drink this like skinny tea you'll lose like 10 pounds in a day and they show like pictures of like half naked girls that are like drinking tea and you're like i don't care and i don't need this skinny tea (laughs) or like um things like i don't mind if people promote products or like working with like a small company to get the like their name out like i think that's great and also like if people get free stuff like that's good for them slash like i've done it before and it's yeah. like fun so like i don't i don't like dislike when people promote things but i hate when people like relentlessly promote a really stupid product that like yeah no one wants to see would you um would you actually ever say no to a, a, a like someone who's going to sponsor you mm-hmm. what kind of things would you say no to um it's not as, like, I guess the way that I get my sponsorships right now for the most part is through websites. They have, like, websites that bring together businesses and um, Instagrammers or, like, mm-hmm. social media people. And um, sometimes they'll, like, try to push a collaboration on you. But, like, if it doesn't fit your, if it doesn't fit my page or, like, I- I'm not interested in it, I'm not going to do it. How did you, what, what like, what are examples of these websites? Um, Social Native or, obviously, Studio. Like, how did you find these? Um, I think they emailed me. But, uh, okay. but I think it, the threshold is pretty low. I think like one of them is like, if you have more than 2,000 followers, you can sign up. But you'll get more um, collaboration requests if you have more followers. Obviously, obviously. And, but you like set up your profile. So like they sh- you list like your interests. So I think I have like food, lifestyle, travel. And I'm female. So, like those, you kind of like make your basic, you know, And they, they basically and they, try to match you. Yeah. Right. So like I've had one of the promotions was like a uh, battery pack like to plug your phone in like you could probably use that right now but it <laughs> was like up. for red <laughs> and um it was like cool and it was actually like really expensive it had that like that and i think like a phone ch- a case that charged your phone had the extra battery in it yeah and it was like actually like a somewhat expensive product slash like seemed kind of cool but i just like couldn't think of a way i would like incorporate that into like a, a picture of like cupcakes or something and i was just like this isn't this makes no sense on my account and i like don't need that so I'm not gonna do it. So rather, rather honest question then: w- Are you trying to grow followers, or is it more of a product of what you're doing? Um. Like, does it just happen, and it's something that you don't normally like? Because I, I think there's like there's a, there's a think, subset of people who actually have analytics and they yeah. they try they're, to find oh, the optimal yeah. right. Yeah. I think we know those kind of people. Like, is that is that something that you're looking into because of I don't know whatever reason, or is it just like oh whatever happens. I think it's I have kind of like a mixed answer to that. So like I love baking and I enjoy that by growing my followers, I've gotten a lot more orders and mm-hmm. like almost too many orders, um, which is great. But I also like 
my life like doesn't come down to like how many Instagram followers I have and the real way to grow your account is to seriously post like six times a day and I'm just like never gonna do that because I have like a job and I like don't bake that much to have that much like fresh content (laughs) and it's just like not my jam but um I think people that really do want to grow their account or that are really serious about it like post that much and they do grow really fast yeah but I, I think like I'm not gonna say I don't look at how many followers I have every day but I don't think that's like the main reason why I bake yeah, but I, it, I mean, it's definitely something that like, crosses my mind as I like refresh. No, I think page. I think it, I think it crosses everyone's mind. It's just a matter of like, which comes first, right? Do you Instagram definitely to bake. bake or do you bake to Instagram? Bake. Which is well, when I'm looking, not that I get to personally bake that much for fun, but when I do try a new project, I'm I am always thinking like. But will this be pretty? But part of that's also just like me yeah, wanting to like produce something. That's just aesthetics, right? That's just aesthetics. That doesn't necessarily translate to but Instagram. But aesthetics also like translates into pretty photos. Yeah. So which yeah, yeah. translates to Instagram. Either way, it's still like it's still a couple steps removed or yeah. a couple steps down. Um, I think it all goes together a little bit, but no, it does, it does. And like when I look at food now, I'm always thinking like this is too warm. You know, it's like it's it's become an automatic answer. Um, but it's good that you brought up having a job because that was actually a good segue to the next section because i don't think we've addressed lifestyle i I think you and i know because like obviously i've I've known you but you have a job you bake Mm -hmm. uh you also what is it marathons half marathons iron man what is it that you're like nothing as of right now but like all of that yes (laughs) right so you've you've like obviously those are things that aren't you can't take shortcuts on it's not like when in cooking, I could take a shortcut and make it faster. For working out, I could do like a high-intensity workout and cut it down to 20 minutes. But if you're, you're all the activities you've chosen are these time-intensive activities. How do you manage to balance all that? I mean, the answer is now that I'm baking this much, I'm not doing Ironman. Because yeah. it's two to three hours like on a weekday, and it's four to eight hours on the weekend each weekend day. So yeah. like it's it'd be physically impossible. But... um. I, I think that you need some kind of balance in your, like, even though I bake a lot, I still need to, like, work out. Not need to, but I, like, want to, to mm-hmm. be happy. Like, I need physical activity. Yeah. So I think that it's just, I think you just make, you have your priorities and you make time for everything that do you, you want to do. Do you feel like they're always, they're, they're inherently competing against each other? Because I, I no. feel like that's one thing that I hear a lot is when I say, hey, why why don't you cook more? Why don't you bake more? Then they will say like, oh, because I have a job. So it's, it's almost like they're implying that these two things are competing. I mean, I think that you and I are a little bit different than the average person because I think we would oh, gladly... I don't know about that. We would gladly put <laughs> sleep last. And I think that we like... I love my sleep. I think we have like set priorities. <laughs> and I think that that's what it really comes down to is like what you prioritize. So mm-hmm. like if someone wants like their nine hours of sleep and they're not going to bake cookies for like an hour, like okay, then don't do that. But if I want to bake something, I don't care if I get six hours of sleep before work the next day because it's going to make me happy and I'm going to be yeah. happy tomorrow when I wake up. So like... Uh, yeah. It's just like you... It, I guess it's what makes you happy and what you want to do it's like i want to do everything so like i therefore i'm gonna try to do everything <laughs> right 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 it's 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 not something that can be it's uh, it's what do you call it it's uh not for lack of a better word a priority basically yeah. um i think that it definitely goes like work kind of but just like i'm physically obligated slash want to keep my job yep um <laughs> baking working out and then like sleep slash like also like life and family and friends and my boyfriend and yeah. everything so. so you have triple the amount of stuff i do um, <laughs> i don't know how you do it i would actually say that it's changed a little bit because for me sleep is now like one of the top because that 
I think you've kind of revamped your life, sadly, like live a healthier, like more peaceful life. And I have not, I have not done that. I don't know about peaceful. I think it's kind of like if I want to be able to think clearly about new dishes, I need to have sleep because I've realized like I can push blog content out there, but it's hard to like come up with creative stuff unless I have enough sleep. Well, I think you like have to know your limits too, though. Like I'm not going to like not, I'm not going to sleep like two hours. Like I need six hours. I just want to be like real, I always like on, or on Snapchat, like complain about like baking hangovers, but they're a real thing. I get awful baking hangovers. I totally know what you're talking about. I have cooking hangovers. You wake up the next day, you just like feel groggy. You're like exhausted. You're like happy, but you're so tired and you're, it's just, I think it's literally Your soul is fed, but your body's just shot. Yep. Yeah. You're like sitting there at work like a zombie. How do you, um, what's your recovery? How do you recover from, I don't know monsters and coffee and we're gonna edit that out (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding and just like literally sitting at my desk and like wallowing through the day yeah but no i mean like is there um when you need to take a break from baking because i'm sure sure i actually kind of reached like a breaking point this last week like i was talking about i had six cakes and two dozen cupcakes in three days and i had like some friend obligations um and i just like felt like I was gonna die and was like I have to take a step back and so I like said no to some orders that have come in this week and I'm really trying to like set caps on like how much I'm gonna bake but I just am a sucker for I always say yes um yeah so I'm trying to work that's always a constant struggle like are are there do you I mean you still run right Mm -hmm. so I mean that's that's one the what what other things you do to keep you sane um I've grown to love the Stairmaster (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love playing tennis, but I'm not playing right now because it's winter, and I play outdoors mostly. Um, And I think I'd always try to make time to see, like, at least one friend over the weekend, which sounds, like, very silly, but sometimes I'm literally baking all weekend. So I always make time to, like, go have, like, a friend date, which I think is, like, super important because I need to, like, stay connected and, like... It's so easy to fall into the rabbit hole of literally just like being in this kitchen. I have, yeah, I've done that. I need to take. And it's not notes good. I need to take notes from you. <laughs> like that's the most horrible thing that's happened. Um, you can literally be like a prisoner of your own kitchen, and it should be like a, a sanctuary. No, not but like... it is. Like I could lose hours in there, and I'd forget. Like oh, I haven't seen anyone. Well, the thing is, I'll like if I'm ever like alone in the kitchen and I'm baking, I can like three hours can go by. I'll yeah. be like decorating something. I'll be like, oh, yeah. I need to go to bed. Whoa, like it happens. Or like I haven't talked to anyone this whole weekend. Um. Okay, so I was about to ask, you know, was there a time when you said, like, F this, I can't do it, but you obviously just answered that. The other thing that we've always wondered, we, because it's, we. we is because, like, so Ricky, obviously, for people listening, the other Hidden Apron, the, the person behind the beats that you hear on Hidden Apron radio, uh, and friends of ours, mutual friends, is you're baking things that are so decadent. How do you, there is, how do you, do you not eat your own stuff? Like, how do you keep fit? It's um, just, it's just, it's... Well, it's, number one, I, I don't think anything is specifically decadent because I think the dessert in general is like an indulgence. It is, right? So and you're mostly baking. I, don't, I know that I pour like pounds of caramel onto cakes, but I think that if you're going to commit to a piece of cake, like who cares? Mm-hmm. Which is probably not a good like life mentality, but that's mine. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I don't eat a lot. I taste test everything that I make, but I hardly get to eat any of it because if I'm making a cake, I don't get yeah. to like eat a piece of cake. Like, And almost all that I've made lately is cakes. Yeah. So, like, if I make cupcakes, I'll, like, take a bite of a cupcake. Or if I'm making cakes, I'll level the top. I'll cut off part of the piece that I leveled, put frosting on it, and eat it. And then sometimes I get carried away and I eat the whole cake top. Yeah. But in general, I just, like, taste test. And then I, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't get any more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I, I guess that question was more apt for you because I, 
it's it's surprising I've actually explained it the same way when people are like you cook all the time how are you not how are you not like but you, if you're cooking you cook for other so, people you, you cook all this to... butter I'm like I barely taste my own stuff yeah. like I'm eating the rice and beans <laughs> at the end of the day um, which, which sounds kind of bad but uh, okay <laughs> moving on um, oh so if you say that you barely get to taste your own stuff is I'm assuming most of the people who eat your stuff nowadays are customers or is it still mm-hmm. like friends um I would say it's probably like a maybe a third or like a quarter of people I know and then like three quarters of like miscellaneous customers or repeat customers from mm-hmm. Instagram nice um we're nearing the end of the hour so I'm gonna close out with a couple more but what would you say is next if you know I don't know if you're the type who like plans her life out but like I just is there like a grand plan um that's such a funny question because I am such a planner and I try to plan out every detail of my life but in terms of baking I have like no I've not think I don't have any thoughts like I it's kind of scary for you to ask that and be like well I don't know I know it's the same it's strange it's the same here I enjoy it and I whatever I do with it I want to keep enjoying if people always ask me like so when are you gonna open a bakery like do you want to open a bakery one day and I'm like no, because I think that I would not like when I bake for twelve hours on a weekend or like on a Saturday. Like, I'm at the end of that day, I'm not happy. Like I can't do that, and yeah. it's a, it's like a side hobby release, like we said, and I don't want it to be my full time job. Like I think that would yeah. ruin it. So, with that in mind, like I'll take it wherever it goes, but I like don't have any grand ambitions of like opening yeah. a bakery. Although I will, I will, I will bring up the fact that there was one time. I don't know if you, you know, I'm sure you remember this. I was sitting at work and I just got an email from you saying, hey, I applied us to uh, the great Come, food truck, oh, yeah. right? I'm like, what the hell, dude? You didn't even like ask us for permission. You're like, yeah, we're filming tomorrow. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was so fun. Yeah, that was um, fun. I mean, who doesn't? We made it through one round, but we didn't make it through we the did? next round. Yeah. I didn't even know we made it through one round. Yeah. I just shot the there video. There were like three rounds, so we didn't get like that far, but we got part of the way. I didn't even know that. All I know is we shot the video. I'm like, there's no way the hell went back to work. It was, I think it was busy season for me. It, so I, was it, like, <laughs> I didn't even. It was like midday on Park Avenue. Yeah, by um, And I tried Grand to give Central. out free cupcakes and no one would eat them because they thought I was trying to poison them. That's and not probably... true. Someone took the bacon ones. Yeah, but like people were scared that I was going to like put razor blades in them and try to kill them. It is them. New York. And we also were on like Park Avenue where people like coming out of their office buildings and probably like aren't trying to like eat like a buttercream. Ricky cupcake. who had like a beanie on we just looked so mad sketch <laughs> Ricky had normal like he had he didn't have his, accounting clothes his on his hair was shorter he didn't have his in account- those days <laughs> yeah, they were okay so this final section are pretty much are just like really quick rapid fire questions you don't have to answer them short but the questions themselves would be short cool oh, okay okay uh, person who is most influenced you from a culinary standpoint and why Ooh. It's such like an impactful question. Um, you know, I'm gonna stick with my baking blog idol, who yeah. had who I was fortunate enough to meet in person. Yeah. Sally, I don't know what her last name is, but her <laughs> blog is <laughs> Sally's Baking Addiction, and she is just like such a, a down to earth, like normal person who just does a great job at ba- like at what she does and at blogging, and she really connects with all of her, everyone mm. who follows her blog, all of her fans, and I love all of her. I've never tried a recipe of hers that has led me astray, and I just like idolize her. Like I was so excited when I met her. We should um I should try to get her on the show. <laughs> Maybe. I think she lives in like uh somewhere else on the East Coast, like Philadelphia or like hey, Boston man, or something. You never know. Or like even the Midwest. I don't know. 
Yeah, I know your feelings. She's about the she's moved three but... times in the last like three or three years or something. So like yeah. I literally don't know where she lives, but it's not in New York City. So I was a bit of a tangent. I know this is I I said this is gonna be quick, but uh, <laughs> I was expecting you to say Paula Dean actually. Well, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that. I mean, no, besides that, besides that. I, I mean, like, there, I have so many people I, like, really enjoy. I love Paula Dean just because I love butter, and I think that, like, <laughs> I think that you just need to, like, not, mind you, like, Paula Dean has healthy recipes now because she had, like, diabetes, and now she's, like, oh, healthier no, and skinnier. Really? Yeah, I think. I did not know I'm gonna that. I'm laugh when I'm wrong about that, but she, like, I think kind of took, like, a health turn, and, like, she looks a lot better now, and but not, like, she just looks healthier. Yeah. Um... But I also really enjoy Ina Garten. I love her. And I the also, Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. yeah her, yeah. her brownie, if you ever make brownies, Ina Garten brownie recipe. It uses Chelsea. like 12 pounds of butter and like six pounds of chocolate. But you make that, you'll, it, it's the most delicious I feel thing. like, I still have to go, I, I, I should like take therapy for like baking or something. I feel like. Just don't try to make like complicated pastry dough and like you're going to be okay. Or try to create meringues and layers of like, like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, okay, second question. Best kitchen tool you've purchased? Besides the knife, clearly a KitchenAid. Is that even a question? Actually, I should rephrase this because usually I ask this question. For... And you said knife, and I was like, "What do I use my yeah, knife no. for?" Yeah, no. So I, when I ask the question, I realize this is the wrong one to ask you because this usually goes to cooks. Besides the KitchenAid, what would be your? That's a better question because I was like, KitchenAid is staple or any kind of hand. You need a hand mixer. Yeah. Um, I would say the best tool I have is a cake bench, which is like a. Uh, piece of metal it's like a it helps you smooth frosting cake bench it's like a um bench scraper it's like literally a square of metal and sometimes they have a handle sometimes they don't mine i do you have it right now pull it out yeah. so i can at least like so describe I have to, it oh, my legs are oh i have one of those that's what you call them Yeah. So I bought this more get over thing, but it looks way better. I have way more control over it with my hands. Um, this literally, it's like it's dirty. So it's basically like a literally like a square, square piece of metal with um. What are the? There's, those are for like decorations, but I never use those edges. Yeah, there's like jagged edges on the side. Oh, I didn't know those were called cake. I call them scrapers. I would uh when I like dice vegetables. That's what I would use to scoop that's them up. The difference between a, a chef and a baker. <laughs> and a baker, they're used to the um, tool. But if this is by far like the best thing I, that's happened to me in terms of decorating cakes. How much would that cost? Literally like five dollars. And they're called bench or cake. I don't bench scraper or this thing too. Oh, the um offset spatula. Offset spatula. I have a little tiny one, but for plating. <laughs> for plating. Okay, so we have we we basically have the same tools. Just for different reasons. I think you're just using baking tools to like cook with. That's bullshit. You're using cooking tools to bake with. So don't oh. don't even say that. Literally, I've said spatulas are meant to like spread ganache over cakes. No, it's meant to lift little things so you can plate them well. Um, I agree to disagree. When we switch places and we do a month, then we can call them whatever we want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three spices to describe you. Like actual spices? See, I don't even know spice. I like. I'm gonna be like salt cinnamon. A, salt, that's a spice. I'm gonna be like cinnamon, okay. nutmeg, okay. and ginger because those are the only spices I ever bake with. <laughs> I think sugar's a spice, right? Sugar's not a spice. It doesn't yeah, provide me like. It, I think brown. I don't know. Cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger. It's pumpkin pie. You're Seasoning. um. 
you at least provided a different answer because everyone I've asked this question says the same. Like, I don't know why, but uncannily... They put, like, cayenne pepper. So that's the first... Because they're so spicy and they're yeah. so hot. So they say... They always say cayenne, brown sugar, and... Brown sugar's not even a spice. It's totally a spice. Okay, well, I'm sure. probably, like, mostly brown sugar. I'm just, like, only brown sugar then. <laughs> just all three spices, brown sugar. Yeah. Um, One book, documentary, resource, whatever, that... uh you would give to someone so that they could learn about baking literally sally's baking addiction cookbook which i got signed oh she has a cookbook okay she has she has a baking book and then a candy book what i would like recommend are those just like book. recipes or yeah it's it like recipes technique. pictures technique it's like okay it's a really uh, elaborate book but also is that her, for beginners yeah it's for everyone interesting um but also her blog is like a wealth of there's so much like anything you want to know you can find on there yeah uh okay if imagine that you uh, wrote a later on mm-hmm. wrote a book or produced a movie or something, tell us the story of Chell Sweets. What would be <laughs> what would be the one line message behind it? The message or like the yeah. tagline? It doesn't have to be the tagline, but like, what's the one takeaway from all of this? Um, <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be such a cheesy thing that comes <laughs> out of my mouth. Like that's cool. Um, I don't know. I'm also so bad at articulating my thoughts. Uh, this is going to be like a long, but you're going to have to edit out this. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll, I'll insert some elevator music, some hip hop beats. I feel like it's like finding, <laughs> I like can't even say it aloud. It's so cheesy. Why not? Like finding peace in your kitchen or like finding, really? like, I think that even though, well, it's, that this is why I was talking about like also finding the balance in your life because I this I don't have this when I'm baking like three cakes in a day. Yeah. Um, but I like coming home at the end of the day, like baking. I feel so I I'm calm, I'm happy, mm-hmm. I'm relaxed, and then I go to bed and I sleep well. It's just like it's just like my happy place. It's where I want to be at the end of the day. That see, that's not cheesy at all. It's very cheesy. I don't think, no. I almost, I want to use the word like serenity and then I was like, who am I? <laughs> she like turned into a Zen Buddhist monk. And I'm like, I think it's important for me too just because um, I'm such a high strung person. Yeah. Um, that I have a really hard time relaxing and this is something that helps me like so get in the zone and I have a, a really hard time like finding that It's almost life. like a, um, a meditative practice yeah. almost. My, not in the beginning, like when I was like trying new recipes and I was scared, but like now that I'm like comfortable and like it's very calming. Yeah, that's what so, I asked you last. But it time, used to be like exciting. used well, it's still exciting, but it's now just like more of a peaceful thing. Than it's less else. nerves. It's well, it's just like I feel like I've made so many, not like I've made a zillion cakes, but um, I've done it enough times where I you can kind of like not go into robot mode, but you can just like relax and just like do your thing and yeah, you can get in the zone. Feel good. What yeah. that's that's what I was asking earlier is like how long did it take you to to feel like you were in the zone. I don't know though. Like so you just like eased into it. Probably in the, like last year, I've been comfortable, but I don't know like what I don't know what the turning point was, like when it was. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So absolutely, last question: If people <laughs> wanted to follow your story or find your stuff, obviously there's Instagram, Chell Sweets. Mm-hmm. We'll put the links in the show notes. Anywhere else that they could find you? Um, ChellSweets.com is your website. Okay. Or, I mean, I think that's it. <laughs> like, I have Email. a fake... How do they... Oh, how do Chelsweets at okay. gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, kind of I have a Twitter, but, like, it's terrible, and I don't don't even... It's not worth... Like, I don't post anything on it. You don't link your Instagram to your Twitter? No. And also, now that I finally got... 
I randomly was able to get the Instagram handle Chill Sweets. I was Chill Sweets NYC forever. Yeah. And then Food Network miss like quoted my Instagram as Chill Sweets, and I was like, shit. And then I there used to be a girl that had it, and I went to go look on Instagram to see like if she'd gotten a bunch of new followers. And it was gone. And I couldn't find anyone. I thought my phone was being stupid. And then I just like edited my name to see if it would go through, and then it did. Oh my god, you got so lucky. I know. Some people have to like fight to get their name. But names. now when I search Chill Sweets. Instagram, mm-hmm. only Chelsea NYC comes up, and then like it won't link my old. Like there's a problem with like my changing my name, because like when I try to look up my old like Chelsea like my old content, it won't come up. But I'm pretty sure if I post more new stuff, it'll be fine. No, I think that's just the they have to update it. On yeah, that's, but but I'm like very happy that you got the right yeah. one. So basically, Chelsea's everything. Twitter is like worthless. Because um, if you move to like Canada, you can't claim NYC. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you claim I claim global. I wanted to be well, and my email and my um, uh, domain. I was gonna say like URL or something. Yeah. Um, I are shell suites, and it's bothered me that I haven't been consistent. But um, I couldn't be happier that I'm now. And Chelsea's. the G- it's shell suites at Gmail. Perfect. Okay. Intro aside, that wasn't so hard. No, I'm just a little sweaty, but it's like fine. <laughs> it's good. I don't know. Like we're sitting in your kitchen. This is your element. I don't know what. what... On the other, t- in my defense, I'm on the other side of the kitchen, and uh, I haven't please. talked so much about myself in like months. So. Oh please. Well, anyway, uh, thank you so much. I know this, it. It doesn't seem right that I'm only seeing you what months later <laughs> on official business, but I'll see you again in May for sure. <laughs> I would fake and be like, no, we'll see each other before then. But no, realistically, but you know, you like, know, we're come not. On, let's, uh, but we're the not. thing is, the but thing we'll, is, we'll talk for prepping for 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 I, at least for people like us. I actually am not offended by that because it means like, no, we're working on our stuff. You know what I mean? I know you're like, I see, I see you hustling. I get it. We all hustling out here. So thank you so much. Um, and perhaps later on, when uh, you're actually have your own food network show, maybe you'll remember us and we'll do an episode. Two. <laughs> Episode 2. When you have a food network show. Alright.